Hello everyone, I am Dawn Granskiba and this is Snippets of Literacy. This episode was recorded on Anchor. This week's shout out goes out to all the snippets listening from 17 countries around the world, from Australia, the United States, Poland, New Zealand, Jamaica, Turks and Caicos Islands, Canada, Cayman Islands, UK, Bahamas, Germany, India, Brazil, Spain, Solomon Islands, Nigeria, and Mexico. Thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, I send out a warm invitation to anyone else interested in literacy and education as a whole. Today's episode will be the first of its kind, an interview with Veronica McNaught. I hope you enjoy it. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Hello, Veronica. Thank you so much for agreeing to join me on Snippets of Literacy podcast. I just wanted to start off by saying that you're my first interview. Oh, okay. Get this right. (laughs) Well, I feel very privileged then. Well, thank you. No, I, the privilege is certainly on my side. Well, thank you once again. Um, I would like to start off by having you introduce yourself so I don't mess anything up, <laughs> especially your surname. Is it McNaught? Or? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm Veronica McNaught. Um, I started teaching in 1978. Oh, wow. In uh, At Murray High in Lavington in, near Albury. And um, after three years, I moved to Finlay and I've been there ever since. Oh, wow. At the same school? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. So you're the backbone of that school. (laughs) Oh, well, I wouldn't say that. I've I've, uh, provided a few bones occasionally, though. Oh, wow. That that is amazing. Thank you so much. So that's a significant amount of time. You know, I was born in 75. So, oh. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, gee, now I do feel old, I must say. Oh, no, no, no. It just means that I teachers like me can really stand on, you know, the, the shoulders of teachers like you. So it's it's amazing. It's wonderful. So thanks so much for the work that you do in education. Thank you. And I know I... Sure, you're welcome. Um, so I contacted you a few months ago because you'd um, uh, taken on an additional role. But could you just tell us what role you were doing and what role, what the two roles you're doing now and how maybe they complement each other? All right. So I've been the head teacher of English at Finlay since 2007, but I relinquished that position to take up this new role. Okay. Um, so the new role is the head teacher of literacy and learning. Mm, okay. Um, so we have a new head teacher coming in term four. So that'll be exciting. She's looking forward to working with me, and I'm certainly looking forward to working with her. It'll mm. be great. So someone else is doing that role at the moment. Okay. Um, so my job then. I don't have the list in front of me, but um, I'm the, certainly the main one is to help us to meet literacy targets uh, to improve, increase the percentage in the top bands, okay. um, to uh, monitor and help with minimum standards. So I work with the last teacher and then also working with um, 
you know, the top kids as well, not just the the lower end. So oh, wonderful! Helping, mm-hmm. helping with uh, gifted and talented, and um, yeah, so we've got a lot of, um, of support from the department uh, for a lot of these things, and all those new, um, all the new PL that's online. You know, that's been a help. Oh, that's great! Oh, wow. So something has come out of this uh, coronavirus pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) More professional learning opportunities online. Is that what you were referring to? Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) And it gave me time by, and that's why it was good to stop when I did with the other, because it gave me time then to um, uh, to do the job I was asked to do. You know, the Dell was key for me. To the first thing I had to do was. by hand was sort of tally uh, tally the results for year uh, 2017 and 18 so that I could see the trends uh, up to you know and link that to 2019 and um, so then within our school I've pinpointed uh, what's really needed uh, and um, yeah so that's sort of what I'm starting with on Monday I'm doing just a 40 minute presentation on inferring I oh, think, that's wonderful! And you—you, you, I heard you're right that you—you you use the data to to help you make those decisions. Yes, so that's yes. wonderful. Yes, wonderful. And uh, the other thing that was interesting that goes with it is that um, the students. Well, this these are just our results, but um, and admittedly, it's also the last question in the exam. So it's when they have to choose all that apply, or when they have to. Uh, put information in order, you know, one to five. Right. Yes, yeah, ranking. So whether, yeah, whether they just give up or can't be bothered or, um, you know, anyway, for some reason that's been a really low achievement area. So I'm hoping to give people some ideas on what we can do so they're not overwhelmed when they get to that and just think they can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. I know this is a literacy podcast, but it sounds as if there are some numeracy issues there as well. <laughs> you know, with ranking, maybe um, just a little bit. I, I would suggest some games so that it doesn't look so so difficult. You know, it seems so difficult for them to do it. Well, it's but, just um, to read. A, you know, usually you just ask to read something and then put the events in the order that they order. happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but that just gets. Uh, I think it probably is a little bit to do with it being the last question. But oh, okay, uh, like tiny. any mark, any mark you can, any, any extra marks we can get are a big help overall. Like they make a big difference. So mm-hmm. um, doing something with that to help kids. Uh, anyway, he's hoping that we can help with that one. Oh, good luck with that. I'm sure you'll be able to. So that's one uh, challenge of your current role. Have you got any other challenges that you see? um, Oh, yes. Well, the big one, of course, has been, that's COVID-19, of course, has been a big challenge. Uh, I mean, we talked about the positives of it, but, um, you know, people are in different spaces. Um, You know, they've certainly got plenty of work to do. And, uh, you know, so that's hard. Um, Then I have to inspire everyone or help everybody. So one thing, like I did a presentation, um, tried to teach everybody how to use simple compound and complex sentences. Well, Mm. it's very hard to teach that or try and get people to understand it without mentioning clauses, like independent and dependent ones. How do you do it without mentioning verbs? And a lot of teachers aren't 
comfortable uh, recognising that. Uh, but there's some really fabulous resources uh, to do with the, uh, the minimum standards. And I found mm-hmm. a great game on there that I used, and I think that was helpful. I used all this with um, my students before I did it with staff, uh, but that mm-hmm. was that was a help. Um, the scout data was a challenge for me. I used to be pretty good at it. Oh, well, well, that's a bit of an exaggeration. I used to be <laughs> when it was smart data, you know, right. I had my head around it. But yeah. when it changed to scout, it's just so little, even when you yeah. look... Um, at the, you know, try and look at it. So, uh, but look, we were very fortunate. We had an extra person at school this year who uh, was able to help me. He could sit with me. So I learned how to uh, download it and export yeah. it so that I had all that information. So that was a challenge. Yes. I always sort of, I used to jokingly say, you know, oh, I'm mathematically challenged and that would explain. <laughs> but after I did a lot of work on the growth mindset, I now know yes. I don't have to say that anymore. Uh, no, you're so, not. <laughs> so it's all a matter. It just means I couldn't do it yet. <laughs> That's correct. But you know what? Give yourself a break because I've also been trained on Scout and it is a learning in progress, let's say. It, it is, is not. It is It is. It's a challenging one. But you've yeah. also You've just mentioned teachers and helping them with, um, you know, sentence, different Mm -hmm. sentence types and structures. So some people have questioned whether or not Australian teachers are adequately trained to handle the rise in literacy needs in our schools. What do you think about it? Do you think they are well prepared? Uh, Let me hear your opinion, please. Oh, look, um, I just know teachers work very, very hard to do the very best they can for every kid they teach. And mm. that, so everyone is doing their best. Now, I, but I, I was trained, well, I was taught at a time when grammar was just a part of what we did. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I think it would be a bit wrong to think that grammar's the be all and end all. I, I couldn't say that. Um, but when things need fixing, it's just easier if you have the language to use that's needed that's to help fix it, right? Yes. yes. But there's no way I would ever knock or, or think that teachers aren't qualified. Like, I think, yes, we might need different PL. We need to support each other. We, we're creating extra links with our uh, primary school and I'm going to uh, do my presentation with them that on simple compound and complex sentences that I did uh, with uh, the high school teachers. Right. So I'm hoping, so I'll know a bit more how that goes as to whether right. that helps or not. Uh, the feedback seemed to be the teachers could cope with um, the compound. They were really happy to understand about using fanboys, you know, when it comes to joy. Yes, um, yes, I use fanboys as well. Yeah, using the compound sentences. So they were really happy because we've had a problem, and I'm sure it's Australia-wide, but uh, where people just write um, run-on sentences. Oh, yes. They have two independent <laughs> clauses and they just link them to the comma. I know. And, and so Ooh. I think that was a help. But punctuation has yeah. certainly become a huge issue. And, um, you know, when you talk about, you know, there was a question there about how things have changed over time. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. I know I used to be able to uh, walk up to the classroom and say it was the last lesson of the day 
and so it was after lunch, right? And you could tell from how the kids were what you had to change to have a right. successful lesson. And so, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago even, I could um, walk along and, well, probably not. My daughter would have been in that class and she's 31 of the kids I'm thinking about. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's not maybe 15 years or so. Anyway, I know I could think, oh, okay, I've got to make sure this stays positive. So I could give them, I could tell them, okay, we're going to do a comprehension today and it's going to count towards your report. Because you just, in those days, you collected, you know, we used to collect so many marks for comprehension, so many for writing. Okay. Things were broken up like that. So you can yes. use everything you did. Like you marked their books, you marked everything. Right. You, uh, but you did it in class. And I remember kids lining up excitedly to see if they weren't going to lose half a mark because if they didn't have, a, if they misspelt something or if they didn't have a capital at the start or a full stop at the end, they knew they'd lose half a mark. And they were so thrilled when they'd get 100%. Now we don't, it's just not organised like that anymore. You know, like right. we've got yeah. one, generally you've got one assignment, we've got formative assessment, um, yes. but it's still hard to do that as effectively as we'd like to be yes. able to do it. Yes. You know, when you've got five classes and all these other demands, if we, you know, if of we course. could just do that, well, you know, that might work. But like we have students now who, and and I think when I say we, I don't just mean Finlay High School, like mm-hmm. I don't think we're unique. But there is a punctuation problem. Absolutely. They put uh, the thing that I've seen that's new in the last little while is um, just putting capital sentences in the middle of just in the middle of words for no reason whatsoever. But a lot of it's Yes, yes. And I'm not, look, I've made myself uh, a little um, tag or badge if you if you if you want to call it that. The grammar police, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it really annoys me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when my students are writing, I'll just walk around with a badge, and if I stop at your desk, you know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, it's, it's it's at least it's time to think. What have I done wrong in terms of punctuation? But okay, so if you talk about things like punctuation, sentence structure, you know, teachers having so much to do. Yes. Do you would you be prepared to say this is why? Um, the you know literacy is such a big deal for Australian students in the sense that the PISA re- you know um, results show that we are not doing too well. Look, I, I think it goes back to um, you know the lack of reading. Okay. You know they they don't read a book. You know we get kids in year ten, eleven, and twelve. Oh well, maybe by year twelve they might have read one, but. Right. To get them to just enjoy a book is hard. We we have 10 minutes of yes. reading now for years 7, 8 and 9, like at the start of every lesson, and that's been a wonderful thing um, mm. because they do always at least have a book. Right. Um, but if they haven't been read to in that 0 to 5 age group, I do worry about them. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, look, I've, I've done a po- podcast on that, um, you know, literacy in the early years, emergent literacy and so on. It is it is so important that literacy, you know, starts in the home. Parents are doing that, are reading before the kids 
you know, uh, show up at school. But it is definitely an issue. So there has definitely been a shift in how um, literacy in the... Right. Yes. Do you want to talk about that for, for a little bit? Yes. Look, um, I just know that, you know, we'd get kids in year seven and I've always loved um, teaching year seven. I've, you know, I don't teach them every year, but we alternate, of course, but uh, I do enjoy them. And so, you know, we used to get them and you could do something as simple as a comprehension passage or ask them to, you know, you might be analysing a poem or getting them to try and right. write what they thought about anything. But to even to have a margin, to underline a heading, to do a number, uh, you know, to number things one, two, three, and right. to write a full sentence answer, I don't find that kids can do that. They're very reluctant. Yes. They, they don't. It's not appealing. Uh, they just think it, it doesn't matter. I know we've used a lot of worksheets. I know a couple of years ago, like I had a really, you know, a class where I, um, they were a particularly um, good group and I really hammered all this. I thought, you just can't make these effort, uh, these errors. And uh, so, look, they were doing a fabulous job. And then one day I handed out a worksheet and said, look, you can write the answers on this this time, you know, because I've been making them do everything in their book. Mm-hmm. And um, and then what you should have, the first one I looked at, I just said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, it's only on the sheet, so it does, I didn't think it mattered. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. You know, oh, like dear. Yeah. to just think, and you think of yeah. a lot of yeah. worksheet things. And, and look, and and once again, I don't think... They're going to throw can, it out anyway. Maybe that's I, don't think, yeah, I don't think teachers can be blamed for it. Like we do give them a lot of sheets, but we don't always check the sheets or see what they've written on them. Like that's not, but you know, with all with the assessments, and oh look, I just, I I just like that way when you know when you would give them a task, and it worked as a wonderful discipline thing because kids have always been keen to get a good report. I haven't seen any changes in that attitude. Okay, that's good. Um, and so you know when I used to say, oh no, well this is counting for your report. Well, you would just have all these beautiful lessons because they would want to but it helped and I just mean you know when I don't mean of course you couldn't do that all the time but you get what I mean when it's one main assessment at the end of the term or halfway through depending on whether how many weeks you're doing it and and then it's hard to get like we're going around all the time and you're trying to give them that feedback but kids and feedback as we know is absolutely crucial Um, definitely and I think now I'm really generalising. Some kids don't care about the feedback. Some don't take any notice. You could have year 11 and 12 where you've, they've emailed you, you fix it, or you then make suggestions. Like I never fix every error. I might do one or two paragraphs in great detail. Um, right. Then, you know, you put out the questions at the side to help and then say, you know, say yeah. if they didn't use any apostrophes, for instance. You know, right. mm-hmm. it's not terribly mind-blowing in year 12 but you know yeah. if they haven't got that well then you explain it point it and then say now go and fix it in the rest exactly of it. i was going to say that because you can only help them if you do it for them well, they still yeah no no you can't do it them. but so i've got uh, um, and i'm sure every teacher would be the same and once again i'll just clarify i'm generalizing 
but yeah. a lot of kids don't even accept your changes, you know, and you'll still get the oh, final okay. thing with mm-hmm. the incorrect things. And so they certainly haven't gone and applied it to the rest of no. it, which is what no. you're hoping. So I am right and I keep what I thought was right. right? Yeah, definitely. Some, and look, sometimes it's good for them to challenge us, yes. you know. Yeah. I think, of course, maybe they're, we don't agree with them. Oh, but no, well, I always say, no, they don't have to. feedback. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'd never, no, I'd never change what they've written. Like, I might change how I suggest they reword right. it. And I might just highlight a bit and say, this needs rearranging or something like that. But with the other corrections, it might just, it might be just the spelling, some capitals. They might be quoting right. and not using dial, the speech marks properly or, you know, just right. those those basic things that seem right. to be so hard to get them to care about yes yes it is it is so with all the challenges that that you you have in this new role as ht of literacy and learning what impact would you like to have on both the staff and the teacher i'm sorry the staff and the students in in, the, in your teaching and learning space oh look i really will say certainly in my classroom i feel that i'm um, look i've always loved teaching i love my classes and mm. and this year it's they're all particularly wonderful which is terrific um and <laughs> so it's great uh they're really responding like year eights in particular they've been so excited to learn all about the simple compound and complex sentences mm-hmm. and it's really made an obvious difference to their work um, and so right. that's I only had one student in there who couldn't write a complex sentence um, a, mm-hmm. an effective complex sentence so that was that that's just anecdotal but that was still great um, Yes, so I've sort of um, enjoying making sure that the students I'm teaching are going to be able to use that language and understand it. Yes. Uh, then, of course, um, I can work with the English faculty and, I mean, I'm not worried about them being able to do it. But I know um, uh, Helen McRae is our Dell, and, you know, she said to me just just do a bit at a time so that even if it's just working with one or two people to start with where you work with them get them doing it so that then they can go back to their faculties and right and do it so i sort of that's need... a question i wanted to ask you because if for the english faculty because you're already there you know you've been there for a while yeah. so i think all all english teachers have that understanding i think the challenge is when we have to you know get other faculty members on board, let's say the science yes. teachers, the math teachers, to say, hey, please expect your te- your children, your students to write yes. using proper sentences and proper punctuation and proper grammar. Please don't just accept it. Yeah, well, now that was interesting because the night I did the, um, the, the sentences, I discovered then that even in year 12, science students don't have to write full sentences. No, that is that is not good to hear. <laughs> so I wasn't, I must admit, I wasn't aware of that. They said they still, um, you know, in junior school and whatever, still push it, but it's all about the detail. And so they don't care how it's written. And the same goes for PE, apparently. Um, yeah, so I found that interesting. They just want to know that they've got the information and how they've written it doesn't seem to matter. And that's in the HSC. 
So if anybody wants to tell me, I've got that wrong, but that's oh, uh, that's what look, passed you on know, for me. I I I don't teach. I mean, I teach legal studies, and I know that it is important to write uh, properly, correctly, right. <laughs> using standard Australian English, not just you know dot points. So I don't. I can't speak for all the other faculties, mm-hmm. but definitely in HCE, it's still important. Yes. And it is important just because it is. You know, yeah, look, but our want them to become experts in their areas eventually. So. We need to... our, our science teachers were still being very supportive when they were telling me that they weren't trying to um, okay the importance of it or anything that's and good the, the maths head teacher was terrific he was really supportive as well so i think um you know we do want to make progress like helen said to me that um you know with inferring she said you you could just do that for the whole term you know, yes just because that is such an issue it is and it is australia wide yes. um, you know it, it is it is uh, you know at my school as well in fairing it's in primary in high school it's it's an issue yes um now so 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 i want to i would really love to think that we are going to reach our targets in the two years or three years whenever the next thing finishes uh mm-hmm. the, um section of school development um of course we don't oh, well we did um best start with our year sevens this year so we haven't had the NAPLAN test to yes not have that <laughs> part of it but i think they are offering it to year nine uh in august or something there was some oh, really? email them, so you can you can opt to have them do an online version like a, oh. a quick version um, so we do have the something with uh, the year sevens, but that was still, um, you know, it's still shows we've all got a lot of work to do. But I, I don't think that it's to do with the teachers. I think it's society and technology, text yes. messaging, emails, nobody really worrying too much but about how they write anything. But that while is so true. the HSC mm-hmm. is still... Re- by hand you know we we have to have a we need more of a concentration on handwriting yes i started to say before about the capital letters so they all they always do a w so it looks like a capital it's always big and s is always yes. bigger than everything right. else a p right. sit on the line so it always looks like a capital p um i did have uh, for the first time this year i saw one where a word was broken up and it wasn't even two syllable. Well, it might have been two syllables, but a word in the middle of it just had oh, a, big, a big capital in the middle of the word. This was so all handwritten. Yeah. So that's why I asked earlier. I wonder if it is because teachers are not as aware. I know you say you don't. We don't want to blame teachers. You know, yeah. we both both teachers. But could it be that there's something lacking in our edu- you know, training? Yeah. No. Well, we're not yeah. seeing. We aren't seeing enough of what they are writing by hand because they get to hand in all their assignments on okay, typed that's, up. that's mm. typed up. Yeah. But the actual writing has become a huge problem. Mm. Like the actual handwriting. handwriting. I haven't seen it like this this year. This is the worst I've ever seen. Yes. But that's so, also because of COVID. So we've had to to go, on, to go online. So Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, but so. it's... Yeah, it is. The, I've 
yeah, the handwriting seems to be quite an issue. But that's with our year sevens. But it's not this. It's not as bad in year eight. So whether that's just the classes I've got, um, okay. but it seems to be it is across all of our year sevens. But once again, we're not the only ones. Um. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. You know, we've just got a, a bit of work to do with the writing, but it'll be very be exciting to work more with the primary schools. So, that's one of my roles. I have to lead this um, pro this oh. project with the primary school. Okay, uh, so and, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's another aspect. Um, Thank you. And, and it's to do with, um, yeah, looking at um, differentiation. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. So anyway, that that will be that will be great. Okay. Um, the other challenge, of course, is having time with staff. You know, you, I'm so aware of not giving them. I will try to do it in school time. Uh, yes. Not taking their time. We are time poor. <laughs> yes. Well, we are. Uh, but look, I've 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 got a bit of time. You know, I've had uh, we have an extended staff meeting week five and each term, and um, you know I've been able to use that, and I've got forty minutes on the first day back, so that's good. And I just have to get even if it's a short time, I'm just sort of going to be on on the list for uh, on the timetable, just to keep things going. So and then whoever needs help, if I can help them develop some resources for their classroom even if that means you know finding some of the napland information because i know a lot of people find that a challenge mm -hmm. so yeah there's things like that i can do uh to help but of course we've just been back five weeks and um yeah yes. so it's um yeah i'm looking forward to it and it's uh yeah just making the most of it at the moment Great. Look, thank you so much, Veronica, for sharing with me. Uh, I'm, As I've said before, you're my first interview, so <laughs> this has been just absolutely amazing. I have a million other questions just from listening to you, you know, from hearing you talk, but I think we'll stop it here for today. Yes, okay. But thank you so very much and, you know, good luck with your new H and, um, head Head of teaching and learning position yeah. and i hope that you will accomplish everything that you set out to do so all the best thanks again thank you very much thank you bye-bye bye-bye you've been listening to snippets of literacy with dawn groundskeeper i love you for listening Thank you.